Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Topical Brainstorm. I'm Garrett Fox, and I'm here with Christian Larson. Christian, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to hear from you. How's your week been? It's been good. Uh, had a test again. Wait, no, I didn't. I've got two right. tests this How'd week. How'd that go? It's a blur, but all good. Things are good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, nothing really new this week, so that's good. Uh, how are your goals going, man? They're going fine. Uh, my goal to exercise is going well. I'm feeling motivated. I, uh, I went on an actual run on Thursday before it snowed. How far did you go? I went for like 25 minutes and walked like half of it. It went terrible, but <laughs> but I did it. And uh, that is 25 minutes and a walk farther than I've gone. I feel yeah, I feel uh, like a baby admitting that because I know Austin is listening, and we'll introduce him in a second. But <laughs> Austin and Garrett, you both, we ran Ragnar together for everyone listening a few years ago, and. You two were so manly during that trip that uh, it's an inspiration. But hopefully I can get back to where I can run more than a couple miles. So, <laughs> Thank you. We both appreciate that. Right, Austin? I agree. Yes. All right. Uh, so that's good. Oh, and yeah, my other goal to spend less time on my phone. I don't know if I've made a ton of progress, but I feel like it's more about having other things planned that I want to do that are exciting to me, you know, like have plans to, you know, work on other things I want to work on, have planned to go exercise or have planned to try to train my dog a new command, something that like is pretty fun once I start doing it. I feel like I just need to have things like that planned. You should teach your, you should teach your phone. dog to hear Teach her what? You should teach your dog in German. In German. Yeah, give her German commands. I don't speak German, so I don't think well, that's I mean, a I great. I could idea. give you the commands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's the key. Uh, if you want, you want to accomplish things, you need to have things planned out. Which is why my goals did not go well this week. <laughs> um, I. Didn't really read much this week. I spent most of my time on my phone actually looking at stocks and stuff. <laughs> so I need to stop that. Uh, I spent a ton of money on food, which is a goal that I've had not to do, you know. So got to work on that. I got to figure out a better system for that because that's not – just saying I'm going to do it clearly is not working. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll work on that. All right. All right. You ready to jump into it? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Today we have with us a guest. It was, it was going to be my sister, Riley, but she couldn't. And I thought, you know, Emily would be ha a, a great guest to have on our podcast. Emily is Austin's girlfriend, which is why Austin is also here. Um, Emily, how are you? I'm great. Doing great. good. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Um, Austin's my roommate. I've known Austin for 
I don't know, since high school. Uh, yeah, and Emily's awesome, so I'm glad to have her on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, you read the chapters, right? I yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool, cool. Let me hop to my other notes. Uh, so, have you listened to any of the other episodes, by chance? I've started, You've but I started. haven't finished. All right. <laughs> so, tip, no, you're good. Typically, when we have a guest on, we just ask questions, get your perspective. And uh, so my first question for you. All right. Uh, John and Julie say that women like men who are the CEOs of themselves, meaning that they are the best and most knowledgeable at whatever it is that they like to do or whatever they're you know striving for in life. Uh, and striving to be. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think I think that goes along with confidence, which is also talked about in the chapters. Um, like, for example, Austin is a biochemist, and he pretty much runs the lab right now, and he knows what he's doing, and I think it's really attractive. <laughs> he knows what's up. He knows, I don't know, he knows what he's doing, and he is the CEO, I think. Um was that the question? Yeah. No, <laughs> Pretty much good. just like having confidence and knowing what you're talking about. Like if Austin, I mean, the other day he's helping with physiology homework and I wasn't getting it. It made no sense to me. And he's like, well, let me just explain it to you. And like, he took this class, I don't know how long ago. Three years maybe. Three years ago. And he still knows all of it. And I read one thing about it and forget the next second. So he does know what he's doing. And I think it's attractive that like, that's what he's interested in and that's what he he's really good at explaining it and he knows what he's doing so <laughs> nice so she agrees with that All i right. agree <laughs> i'll sure put, I'll put agree. that on my list <laughs> um i feel like this is just gonna turn into an episode where we all praise austin over and over which, <laughs> i don't i don't know if that's a bad thing but uh hopefully we'll get emily to say something bad about him i guess i don't know <clears throat> Uh, so I got, I got a question. The the last two chapters, as you read, were about kind of about how to approach a new woman or how to read the signals she sends, and also about first impressions and first dates. Um. So, speaking of Austin. What was your first impression of him? How did that go? Maybe just tell the story or, or whatever, but how did that go and what, what stood out? Oh boy. Um, well, I guess I didn't, I was kind of naive about it in the beginning, but once we like got to know each other and talked about how we met, he pointed out to me that he was like a little bit more persistent than I <laughs> thought he was <laughs> meaning that like he had to message me a few times to get my attention and once we did finally meet um he was very like I don't know how to describe it he was kind of quieter than I was expecting but the first thing I noticed I was like wow he's really cute <laughs> but he was really kind and that's what I really appreciated and he could carry on a conversation which I think is another huge thing because I hate being in situations where you're just looking for the next thing to say to try to get the conversation to keep going. But I don't know if it was the first night. I think it was probably the second time we ever hung out. We stayed 
I mean, I would stayed over here till like 3 a.m. And he was just telling me about hiking and the things that he likes to do. And so just the fact that he could talk and keep the conversation going without feeling awkward, that was something that I really appreciated. And he was confident, but not arrogant, which I really liked. And so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, that's not that? the Austin I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, was there anything you didn't like? Oh, boy. Um, I feel like sometimes I couldn't read him. Like, I've told him this countless times. Like, he just doesn't have as expressive emotion as I do. (laughs) And so he seemed, this sounds really bad now, but he he seemed kind of flat at the time that we first met. And it may have been because he was nervous or I was nervous, so... I don't know. It's kind of hard to work with that. But the more I got to know him, the more I realized that's kind of just his personality, but not really. Like, he's not flat. It's just he expresses it in different ways than I do. And once he got more comfortable, then he was able to open up and, like, have fun and laugh with me and be goofy, which I appreciate. But, yeah, at the beginning, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of flat. <laughs> this is going to go. Okay. That's – no, that's really good. That's something we've discussed Uh in the book, it kind of talks about emotional energy, which is like being excited about things you do in your life, right? And that's something that I feel like I was really bad at. Not saying Austin's bad at it, but maybe he's bad at something. Maybe that's it. But um, <laughs> is that is that, Emily, and you're – I don't know if you have a ton of dating experience or not. I don't, I don't know you. I've never met you till today. But is that something you saw a lot in the dating world? Guys who maybe they were nervous or whatever, but they came off as as boring or or flat, to use your word. (laughs) Yeah, no, maybe on like some first dates. I feel like if I knew the person before we actually went on a date, it wasn't so much that way. But like, you know, we're all experienced in the mutual mutual world. And I would go on a few dates that I didn't know. I didn't know them previously to that. And they were really flat and boring and I was just waiting till the day was over. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Christian, okay. um, that pretty much describes me to a T. Like I just get <laughs> nervous and then I'm flat and then I'm like, ah, oh, hell. Like, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's good to know. That was, thanks. But thanks for that. Flat, so I'm, 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 potential. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm exciting. I just, uh, exciting. super nervous. And sweaty. Okay, uh, last follow-up question here, specifically for Garrett. You know Garrett pretty well. What what advice do you have for him in this regard? As far as he gets nervous, he he doesn't feel like he can be himself on first dates because of that. Maybe I'm putting words in his mouth. I think he would agree with me there. But what what advice do you have for him? Oh, that's interesting. I've been on first dates with Garrett before, like double dates. And okay, nice. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of true. I expect him to be like more of his goofy self and like make everyone laugh. But he does get a little more nervous. But I would say that you're still able to carry on a conversation. And I don't know that I have any advice because I think it's natural that we all get nervous the first time, especially if it's somebody that you're interested in or, you know, attracted to. You're going to naturally kind of shut down and because you don't want to do anything embarrassing or put yourself out there too much and show them too much, I guess, the first time. So I don't know that I have any advice. I want to say, like, just be yourself and don't care about what people think. But it's a lot harder to do that than 
um, just saying it. So I don't know that I have advice, but that would be it. Just don't worry about what people think and just try to open up and be yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that, that actually is really good advice. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it is. That's it, tough because you do the exact opposite of what you want to do by shutting down like that. You you think you're like saving yourself, but you're not, which is uh, interesting. All right. So my next question, John and Julie not only talk about signals that women give for the man to approach, uh, but they but also the signals they give when they aren't interested, such as no eye contact. Um, they keep talking to her friend when you come up and start talking or she keeps scanning the room when you're talking to her. How should I, as a dude react when I'm getting the, I'm not interested signal. Um, do you have any stories of over overly persistent men, uh, that wouldn't refuse to take no for an answer? Yes, I do. <laughs> I would say if you are noticing those, Probably try to kind of back off and maybe just give her a little bit of space because sometimes it is obnoxious if they just keep trying and you're like, dude, I've kind of told you no, like take no for an answer. But at the same time, I have had this one guy that I, well, okay, we'll get into that later. But I, um, there was one guy that was very persistent and I was kind of horrible. Like I wanted him to know that like you're in the friend zone. And so I told him like, oh yeah, I just went on this date last night. It was great. Like we kissed. <laughs> I was just trying to like show him like, look, I'm interested in this other person, not you. <laughs> but he was very persistent and had this goal to, I don't know, be able to take me out or whatever. And we actually became really good friends because we had a class together and we kind of hang out and I tried to friend zone him hardcore, but it eventually didn't work. And so he was persistent and he did ask me out and I went and it was good. But anyway, we ended up dating for a long time. <laughs> that is the exact opposite I know. of where I thought this story but, was going. Well, listen, <laughs> so there's more to it. He was very persistent. He was good. Like we had a fairly good relationship, but when it ended, he kept on being persistent and he would not take no for an answer. Like I, we broke up, I moved on. I was living like two hours away and and eventually like met Austin and started dating him. And even then he would send me letters. He would call me, he would text me, like all these things. He would like stalk Austin on Instagram. He would like <laughs> just do all this stuff where it was like way too much that it was like, okay, dude, you've like, you've pushed your boundaries way too far. And where I feel like our relationship ended on a good note, that made it go like the opposite direction. Like he just wouldn't stop. And he kept saying like, oh, if you break up with Austin, like I'll be here for you to take you back and it was just like no this is too much like you, you we're done like please you have to give me my space so I would say being persistent in the beginning like I told you Austin had to message me a couple times but that's just to get my attention like I just didn't acknowledge it because it was through like mutual and like Instagram and stuff that I just wasn't really paying attention to that but once he did get my attention and I did meet him like I was really grateful that he was persistent so I think in the beginning you can be like a little bit persistent unless it's very clear like no <laughs> yeah um but then I think once you're done move on stop right there <laughs> that's fair give her some that's space that's fair yeah <laughs> all right yeah that's good advice um I've been 
like the overly persistent guy before, and it doesn't end well. So it just, you know, like there's this girl in biology class, Christian. You you know about biology girl, right? Yeah, for sure. Calder even knows about biology girl. So, um, like, I just kept trying and trying, and she was just like, honestly, I think she was just too nice about it. If she had just told me straight up no. I would have been like, okay, that's a no. But she just kept like giving me like answers that weren't no, but they weren't yes. So I was like, until she says no, I'm going to keep going. But the signal was clearly there that she wasn't interested. So I probably should have just, well, I not probably. I should have just hung it up right there, but uh, I did not. But I don't think you can put that all on you because sometimes me being included, girls have a hard time expressing that. A lot of time, especially me, I have a hard time saying no. And I know that that's like a fault of mine. So I can't necessarily blame the dude if I'm not giving clear signals. So I think at the same time, the women have to give the clear signal and the men have to receive it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. That is very true. All right. Uh, thanks for that story. That was good. <laughs> uh, so going back to... You mentioned Mutual. You mentioned how Austin mentioned uh, reached out a couple of times. Something in the book that they mention is cheesy pickup lines. And I want to broaden that into like basically any sort of attention-getting message or, or line. It doesn't necessarily have to be a classic cheesy pickup line, but I want to know your opinion on those. I want to know if you're willing to share what exactly Austin did to get your attention on mutual. And I want to, I want to discuss that. So yeah, if that made sense. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll start with cheesy pickup lines. I think they're funny, but I don't think they actually work. (laughs) So, I mean, I think it's funny to like get someone's attention that way, but then maybe stop after one or two. (laughs) Um, Austin got my attention. So we had met before he, we were in the same ward for like a year, but anyway, I didn't really know who he was. I don't think he like, I mean, he knew who I was, but we didn't know each other well. So, um, he ended up reaching out over mutual because that was like the only way he could get a hold of me just because it was during the pandemic where everything was shut down. We couldn't go to church and I never saw him anyway, any other time because he was graduated and I was in school anyway. So he did find me on mutual and messaged me. And I think honestly, that day that he messaged me, I had been messaging or like, I don't know, I'd been matching with a bunch of people and messaging and I was just kind of getting sick of it because nothing was like working out. And so when he messaged me, I had already decided like I was done with mutual. So it wasn't him. It was just like, I'm done. And anyway, so I kind of forgot about it. And then he messaged me again. And this was kind of funny because I was with my roommate up in my room and we live like close. We were in the same ward. Like I said, we were just across the parking lot. And so I was in my room with my roommate and my window was open and I was hearing these like Mario sounds like, like Mario part. And it was like, and I was like, to my roommate, I was like, do you hear that? And she's like, he's like, no. And I was like, I swear, it sounds like someone's playing Mario, but like we didn't have Mario Kart or anything. So I was just really confused. Anyway, he messages me and he was like, Hey, you should come over and play Mario Kart. We're up on the roof. And I was like, that was you. <laughs> so like, it just happened to be like very convenient because I was like, what is that? And then he confirmed that it was him. And so that's what got my attention. And then I realized 
oh, like, we're in the same ward. You live right across the parking lot. And, like, then he invited me over for a game night, which was fun. And I brought one of my friends that he was roommates with previously. And so it was just kind of nice to have, like, a connection that way. Um, anyway, that's how he got my attention. But, sorry, I know your question was more about pickup lines and or just any way to get someone's attention in general. Specifically um, on, on mutual, but... Yes. Oh, mutual. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I said, cheesy pickup lines, they're kind of funny the first time. But I think it's like, honestly, the best way to go about it is like comment on something in their bio or, I don't know, ask a question like, oh, you served in Arkansas? Like, what was it like? Or I don't know, just things like that where it can like get a conversation going. I don't like the like, hey, cutie, what's up? <laughs> it's like... Uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Like, there's nothing to really say to that. So I think if you ask a question that you can actually respond to and get a conversation going, that would be the way, best way to go. Yes. All right. Uh, does that answer your question, Christian? I, I think so. I mean, I'm I'm married. I don't know if Emily is hopefully aware of that. I didn't technically say that. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not asking for myself, but... I've just, I know that, that it can get hard. It can be hard to get a response on mutual. I'm pretty sure I've heard Austin talk about that in the past, back when he was single and many of my friends, but, uh, I don't know. I just is okay. Here's a question. I've seen that it can be hard to get a response from women on mutual and maybe, it's the same when you contact men. I don't know. But did you often not respond to people when they contacted you on dating apps? I feel like I would typically respond at least once to see if I could get the conversation going anywhere. But if they said something stupid like, hey, want a Nickmo? Absolutely not. <laughs> that was <laughs> <a> no-go. <laughs> um, yeah. There were some times, though, where I would, re- like, I would message them and they wouldn't respond. So I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think any of my friends offer Nickmos and, and such that, that I'm aware of. But do you have anything to say for the people who don't respond or the girls that don't respond? Do you know why it seems like there are a lot of people on that app who match with people and just never respond, even if, even if it's like a good open-ended question or something funny connected to their bio? that they get as a message. Just a disclaimer here. Emily does not speak for all women. (laughs) Obviously, obviously. But do you have, do you have any sort of idea as to why that seems to be a frequent occurrence? I don't honestly, I'm like, why are you on this dating app then if you're not going to respond? Cause that's the whole point of it. So I'm not sure. I guess Maybe if you swipe up and you're not really thinking about it and you just look back and you're like, oh, I'm actually not super interested, that could be a reason, but I still think that's stupid. (laughs) So if you're on the app, you might as well respond. That's what you're there to do. So I don't get it, but I guess the times that I didn't, it was usually if somebody said something dumb, like, want a Nickmo or like, hey, cutie, or like, I don't know, something stupid that's like, okay, you're not in this for like... To get to know me, you're just here for, like, my looks or, like, physical stuff that just, I don't know. 
it's irritating. So yeah. those are the times I wouldn't respond. So if it was anything that I felt like was derogatory or like, oh, you're not in this for the right reason, then I wouldn't respond. But um, I don't know if that goes for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't help very much, but <laughs> but it was a. I don't. That's what I. That's yeah. That's the only conclusion I can make either. You know, I think it's dumb that people don't respond. But anyway, it was good to hear a voice of reason. And <laughs> before we move on, because I know that my parents and and in laws listen to this, a Nickmo. I, I don't know. I, maybe they know what that is, but it mean it stands for a non-committal makeout. So it's basically just a. Yeah, it's that. So <laughs> anyway, we can move on now. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to skip one of my questions um, because I think we've covered it. Um, so let's say, you know, mutual works out. You get that swipe. You're, and, uh, you know, they, talk, they, they message you back. You set up a date. Um, John and Julie talk a lot about. Um, well, actually, I'm going to skip that one too. So, <laughs> my favorite paragraph from chapter four is this. All right. The main point is that people like people who like them. Uh, if you like her, Show her through words, actions, and your conversation and listening skills. Um, undivided attention is a powerful aphrodisiac. Do you agree with that paragraph? And would you add anything to it? All I can say is a big amen. <laughs> Definitely so, listening is important, I think. So how does a guy, like, how does Austin show you that he's listening when you're like, on a date or when you're just chilling? Well, the, the book talked about like actually responding and not going down a list, like a checklist with a bunch of questions, just like an interview. Instead, it's like the follow-up questions or like adding their insights to what you had just talked about that shows that they are actually listening and they don't just brush it off. Um, another thing is like, I'm a big believer of like putting the phone down putting the distractions down and like focus on who you're with in the moment. Um, because that's a big turn off for me if they're constantly like on their phone and you don't even know if they're listening. So you're like, Hey, like, what did I just say? <laughs> and if they can't respond back or give you that answer back, then, you know, they weren't obviously. Um, so I'm a big fan of listening. Maybe I talk too much and I should take more time to listen as well. <laughs> but I think honestly, yeah, listening is a big, it's a big deal to me to show that they are actually interested in you and your life and they want to get to know you, especially on a first date. All right. Um, John and Julie also talk about the, uh, what, what women look for. It was, it was, uh, in a chapter that I believe you, you didn't read, but it, it's like the first thing in the book. They talk about what women are looking for, whether it's subconscious or conscious is, is trustworthiness in a man. And they talk about ways to build that. And they, they talk about, in this chapter, they talk about building that through conversation by putting the other person first and asking questions about them and being able to reciprocate. And, um, you know, if, if you ask a question, you better be able to answer that question about yourself as well. Um, 
have you noticed in the past that that guys that are are good listeners and good at conversation are they actually more attractive or is that just a bunch of bull uh definitely yes i am not a big fan of like i don't know if i should put a label on it but kind of like those tools that feel like they're just very much uh like focused inward and only just want to talk about themselves or I don't know. I, I like have this image in my head. I don't know how to put it into words, but kind of like what you said, like when they just kind of like are scanning the room to look at who's giving them attention, that drives me nuts. It's like, no, if you're talking to me, like you don't need anyone else's attention. Like I'm, I'm the one you should be focusing on rather than like looking around for more approval. And so I think, um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like the arrogance. I don't like the cockiness. I just like somebody that can listen and be completely focused on you <laughs> i like that uh christian do you have anything to add to that um i don't think so not to that question i got one more well i actually i actually have a quick follow-up now go for it. so something that i struggle with and i feel like a lot of guys struggle with is like the proper amount of eye contact um i feel like I always look away at the wrong time or like I'll get nervous because we've been looking in, into each other's eyes for a while. And I'm like, have I blinked? Like, <laughs> is this creepy? Is this weird? What, what advice do you have on eye contact? Is there like anything that men should be aware of? Is it creepy? Is it appropriate? How often should you blink? I, I, I don't know. What, like, like do, you, do you have anything to add here? Well, I was just watching your eyes as you were talking about this. <laughs> I think you have a pretty good amount of eye contact. I think I don't think you have to be like staring in each other's eyes the entire time you're talking because that can be really awkward. Like I'm doing it to Garrett right now, and he yeah. probably feels yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> so I think I mean you can definitely start out your conversation with eye contact, but you can kind of look away and then look back. And I don't know, I'm probably awkward with eye contact too, but I think. It's more awkward when they don't look at you at all because you're like, where, what are you, where are you looking? <laughs> like, Hello, that's, over here. That's funny. But I think it's kind of a good balance in between. You don't have to be staring at each other the entire time, but don't like never make eye contact. So I don't know. You kind of go back and forth. I don't know. <laughs> so I did some research on this one because we, we discussed it in our last episode and I have a couple statistics. Uh, this is from Michigan State University, and this is kind of general conversation. It's not necessarily in dating, but it says that the right amount of eye contact is to maintain it 50% of the time while you're speaking and 75 or 70% of the time while you're listening. And I would agree. It, I'm going to write that down. 50, <laughs> 70, you say? 50 while speaking, 70 while listening. It said that most people prefer uh, it to be about four to five seconds long when they make eye contact. And, okay, and then another study from Business Insider said the best amount is anywhere from two to five seconds. And that nobody liked eye contact that lasted for less than one second or longer than nine seconds. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, and, and I, think, I think where that applies the most, I don't think 
talking about you, Garrett, I don't think you're going to go be like, I need to make more eye contact and try to make eye contact for nine seconds. But I think, <laughs> I think it is common to quickly make eye contact and then you get nervous and you instantly look away. And it, and it says right there that nobody likes that. Everybody wants eye contact for at least a second. Um, and two to five seconds is the best. And then let's see, was there anything else? A couple other things that I found said eye contact encourages people to be more honest with you. It helps them remember what you do and what you say. And it increases activity in the amygdala, which is the part of the brain involved in processing facial expressions and emotions. So it can help you emotionally connect with someone. Although I think we all know that, but <laughs> I found that really interesting that four to five seconds, two to five seconds, and then 50%, 70%. I think those are pretty good kind of baselines to go off of when, when trying to figure out how much eye contact to, to have with somebody. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I would agree with that. But it obviously depends on going back to a dating situation if someone is sending you all of the other bad signals that they're not interested, two to five seconds could probably be pretty creepy. The thing is, at that point, she's already not into you. It's probably not really going to hurt. But, <laughs> you know, but if you're getting other good signals, sounds like two to five, four to five seconds is, is the sweet spot, so... You'll have to try that one out, Garrett, and see how it goes. I, I will report. <laughs> All right. Um, we, uh, yeah, that's that's good stuff. What was your last question, man? Uh, it was also to do with eye contact. I just wanted to make sure that came up, but I, that's it. Um, well, let's see. Let me think. I still want to get Emily to say something not super positive about Austin just to, uh, I got one. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Is Austin good or, or how do I want to phrase it? <laughs> we, we talked about, about listening without your phone thoughts. I have to be careful. We have a whole day planned together. So. <laughs> um, Okay, I'll be honest. Austin sometimes struggles with that. <laughs> he gets focused on his phone or distracted by it. Um, but I've talked to him about it, and he's tried to do a lot better, which I appreciate. But I think that's the biggest thing. I don't want to, like, rag on him because he's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I think that's just a big thing is if there is something that bothers you, I don't think that it's wrong to bring it up. I have a hard time doing it sometimes. But eventually, if I get to my breaking point, I will. And I mean, I think I could definitely get better at that. But I think communication is key when there's something that somebody does that bothers you. Um, just talk to them about it and ask them if that's something they feel like they could work on for you or ask them if there's anything that you can do for them um, in return. But yeah, that's something that Austin has done in the past and like still does sometimes. But he's pretty good. Like if I remind him like, Hey, like I need your attention because I'm pretty blunt about that. Like I need your love and attention, <laughs> cuddles and everything. So he'll he'll put it down and he'll, he'll focus on me. But yeah, it has been something that we've talked about, and I think he's done a pretty good. Um, just to follow that up, 
we'll follow up with something I've I've talked about with with Emily that Austin's really good at as well. Um, in the book, they talk about like stress levels and that people pick up on that. Uh, Austin's like one of the chillest dudes I've <laughs> ever met. Like he doesn't get stressed about anything really. And <laughs> do you find that attractive? Yeah, because I'm crazy. <laughs> My emotions are like all over the place a lot of the time. And I get stressed out very easily, especially with like big things coming up. And um, I don't know, I freak out. And Austin's always the person I can go to and talk to him about it. And he definitely calms me down very easily and very fast. So I'm very grateful for the fact that he's so chill and helps me to bring my stress levels down. That's something I definitely need balance in in a relationship. And he gives that to me. So I really appreciate that. Austin's such a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he is. I actually have one more question that I think will, uh, will tie everything together. So we'll go with that. It's one of the ones I actually skipped. So, um, In the book, they talk about the physical attractiveness that men with facial symmetry enjoy, all right? (laughs) Uh, But they say 53% of men have this facial symmetry, and then the other ones um, need some some help, I guess, and they give tips to... uh, I'm I'm part of the ones that need help, so (laughs) that's why I'm asking this. they give tips, including space maximization, which we've talked about in previous episodes, glancing behaviors, which we've, we've also talked about, intragender touching, uh, being less stressed out, and, and not being fidgety. Um, these are all, all things that we've talked about. Is there anything else, or do you agree with these, and is there anything else that you would would offer as advice to the non-symmetrical man i gonna be honest i have never noticed anyone's face that's not symmetrical asymmetrical i guess is the proper word for that. um but i guess if there's something you have to make up for in personality or in confidence i think that is something that can trump that um i think there has to be some initial attraction at least like physical attraction to somebody to spark your interest but Um, I mean, I've dated people that I didn't find super attractive, but as I got to know them better, their personality is what came through and that's what I really liked about them. Um, so like it says, like maximizing space and I don't know, I can't remember all the other things, but I think it basically ties into confidence and again, not arrogance, but confidence showing that like, I don't know, you can stand up straight with your head straight on your shoulders and like show people who you really are. The fidgety thing, I think, again, like first dates are going to be hard because you're automatically just going to be nervous. But I think like they can watch you in a crowd of people. I think one of the questions you wrote down or something in the book talks about like men showing like dominance, like a, a, I don't know, hierarchy kind of thing. And I've noticed like there are situations where like people get together in a group and you can tell who's kind of like the leader or alpha. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes it can be too much, but other times it is attractive because you know that they're really good with people and they do have confidence and they're funny and just themselves, they don't really care too much about what other people think. And I think to a point it can be attractive. I think if it's, again, overdone, it's too arrogant, too cocky, then it turns me away. But if it's just the right amount where they're comfortable and 
like having fun, then that can be really attractive. So yeah, I would say that's a way to make up for whatever you feel is lacking. (laughs) So what's the line between like confidence and arrogance? That's a good question. I think Austin is a good example of this. Just to bring him back into this. (laughs) Austin's such a great guy. He's so, he's so good. Wow. I think he has plenty of confidence, but I've never felt that he's too arrogant. Like, I think he's very humble at the same time, like knowing who he is. And I think that's a big thing is just like, you have to know who you are and show that without being too obnoxious about it. Like, I don't know. You guys know that arrogant people, the ones that post the selfless pictures on Instagram or selfless, the shirtless, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture some dude like feeding the homeless, (laughs) taking a picture. I'm sorry. Wrong word. Shirtless selfie on Instagram, like at the gym, flexing and stuff. That's way too much. I don't like that. But like, I mean, Austin will post his pictures of him hiking and like having fun. And like, that's just things he likes to do. And he's confident in like his ability to do that and his running and everything like that. And I think that that's admirable. I don't think it's too much. So I don't know if that was a good example. Probably not. But <laughs> I think there is a fine line between the two. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah I feel like there's no way to put that into words. It's just case by case. And it it's obvious when it's there. Uh, speaking of arrogance, but yeah, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is to do with like your body language too. I think that can show arrogance versus confidence. Um, yeah. <laughs> Please elaborate on that. Cause I'm, I'd like to hear what you have to say. I mean, okay. Think back to like high school, you're walking down the hall, you see that one guy that's like jacked. He can't even put his arms down like to his side because his muscles are too big. He's carrying his gallon of like water, (laughs) wearing like a cutoff shirt or like a wife beater or something. I don't know. And he's walking down the hall, like with his head tilted up, doing like the nod and like, suck dude. Like that's, that's arrogance. But then there's confidence where people walk with like their shoulders back, their head up. They're just like saying hi to their buddies, having fun. Like they know that they're, I don't know. They know that they have friends that like they want to talk to people. I don't know. It's, I don't know how to explain that one, but it's definitely not the like puffed up chest walk with the head tilted back, the hat, like half on your head, half not, you know, it's like, there's a difference between that and then just confidence where they don't look fidgety. Like, I don't know, your head's not down and like shoulders hunched. Like you just, you're just walking, having a good time. (laughs) You can cut that out if you need to. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's staying in. Austin has something he'd like to say. Come on up to the mic, my friend. I think confidence is someone that still cares about someone else. And arrogance is when you're completely self-sustained and you only care about yourself. So completely selfish? Yes. Yeah, I would right. agree. They don't care to talk about the other person. They just want to tell you all their greatest accomplishments, like, they're the quarterback in their high school football team. <laughs> That's great. Don't live in high school, okay? <laughs> or unless you're in high unless you're a listener that lives that's still in high school, of course you're allowed to, but <laughs> the rest of us need to move on. All right, I don't have anything left to add. Uh, what about you, man? I'm just wondering what kind of high school Emily went to. She made it, she made it sound like one of those Netflix shows where they all look they're all obviously like in their 20s. <laughs> and 
I don't, I don't think anyone in my high school couldn't put their arms down, but <laughs> I don't there know. There was only one guy, but I distinctly remember him because I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, no, that was good. Uh, I believe she went to Woods Cross. Oh. <laughs> Woods Cross. All right. Yeah. I've heard of that one. <laughs> it's a true wild card. Uh, no, I don't have any other questions. Thanks uh, for coming on, Emily and Austin. You guys had a lot of good insight. <laughs> well, mostly Emily, but Austin's stuff was also good. So, uh, Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's been great. Um, we might have you on again sometime it's been fun i don't know maybe you're like never again (laughs) but it was fun so thanks for the invite all right hey thanks for listening to this week's episode of topical brainstorm it's been fun thanks everybody